Welcome to the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast. Good afternoon. In a world where technology continues to evolve, healthcare wearables are at the forefront of innovations. From smartwatches that monitor your heart rate to fitness trackers that count your steps, these devices are not just accessories, they're fast becoming essential tools in managing our health. Along with recording your health data and possibly passing it along to your provider, what if the data you entered could create a health score that can help you make positive lifestyle changes through diet, activity, and other recommendations? Today, we welcome the co-founders of TallyWell, a healthcare app that is doing just that, compiling your health data and using AI and machine learning to create a three-number FICO-like score that you can use to help better manage your health. Hello, I'm today's host, Michael Kotmer, Director of Data Exchange and IT Business Operations with WPS Health Solutions. I am also a board member of WEDI, the preeminent national membership association for health IT guidance and collaboration. Recognized and trusted as a formal advisor to the Secretary of Health and Human Services, WEDI is the leading authority on the use of health IT to efficiently improve health information exchange, enhance care quality, and reduce costs. To learn more about Weedy member benefits, and educational offerings, please visit our website, wedi.org. Today, I welcome the founders of Tallywell, Luigi Vaca and Aaron Holloway. Dr. Vaca, Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Before we start further, I mean, I, I really appreciated the chance to uh, to do this. And, and you know, as a runner, um, I've been using wearable technology for probably the last 15 years. So, oh, uh, wow. So you're way ahead of the curve. Yeah, it's really it's really, really cool. Although I'm I'm Garmin and not uh, not Apple. But again, there's mm-hmm. that crossover and that integration. So I this is I really appreciate this opportunity to, to talk more and uh, learn more about uh, about the tech and, and uh, what we can do with it. So do you, do you have an uh, Apple phone, iOS phone? Yeah, yeah. But I tell you what, Mike, you know, we're going to get you a watch because uh, somebody that's been using this type of technology for 15 years, we'd love to get your real uh, insight on this. So after the call, maybe we can get some information and send you out a watch and get your feedback. Okay, I'm I'm definitely not going to turn it down. I'd love to uh, love to product test it, and uh, as a as a marine, uh, if 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 it can be broken, we're going to break it. So uh, yeah, <laughs> all right. So cool. Appreciate that. Um, so we start every episode learning more about our guests. Tell me, both of you, about your origin story. What were the motivations? Uh, better yet, I mean, how did you come together? Um, what inspirations and aspirations that led you to this career in healthcare? You know, I'll, I'll take that first, and then it'll just be the natural progression of kind of how we all came together a little bit. And so I started this. I've been an entrepreneur for a very long time, started off my career in banking, um, finance, um, Vanguard Group, JP Morgan Chase, et cetera, very large organizations. Uh, did a lot to level set me as a, a professional, obviously. There's a lot of uh, regimen with inside large organizations that really sets the course for you as a professional. Um, at some point, however, I was lucky and fortunate enough at that time to be a young man, probably not the best for an entrepreneur uh, to be in those environments for a very long time because at some point you get, you know, a harness put on you for good reason. They're trying to, to grow their bottom line, right? And so they can't have too many outside the box thinkers. Um, it's a little bit of a gang gang type of mentality. Went out from there and followed my uh, entrepreneurial spirits and created a consultancy around 
at the time it was business intelligence. Um, and this term has turned from management information systems to BI to now what we call AIML. Um, and it was a service business, made a lot of money, great experience, ma- ma- major clients, uh, CBS, Showtime, Forbes, et cetera. Um, but in a service industry, you're only as good as your next client. And so about six to seven years into it, that became boring, uh, for lack of a better term. And we were doing some very cutting edge technology. We're one of the first to develop streaming, uh, television services. Uh, we did that for Showtime, uh, prototyped it, but ultimately it's not your product, right? You're, you're brought in as a service provider to be smart, do something for someone else. And then it's time for you to go. Uh, I really wanted to take a shot at doing something and building products for myself. And so sold that business, Metrics 3, uh, to create a new business called Lightkey, which was more of a tech incubator where I got to build my products and I helped others uh, incubate and build their products. Um, we started out, me and actually the head of engineering, Ivana Kino, about 10 plus years ago with what was called FitNet. We were a little bit ahead of our time. Chopped and chopped at FitNet, and you can imagine this is really pre-wearables, right? You're just talking about the, you know, the garments probably were out, not in mass. Um, you're talking about smartphones, phones really penetrating the masses. Um, so we were out here trying to create technology for something that wasn't quite ubiquitous. Um, Fast forward that to today, and we're right on the money, right? So you have the processing power to harness massive amounts of data that wasn't there 10 years ago. You have wearables in mass across um, the population. For instance, you know, one in every three people has an Apple Watch. Uh, so, so that kind of shows you some volume right there, and that's just Apple. Uh, to your point, Mike, there's other wearables out there on the market. Um, and so, you know, fast, fast forwarding 10 years and being patient, we ended up here. During that time um, of succeed and failure with pre-Paliwell solutions, uh, I was seeking out uh, opportunities to really be in a space that would impact human beings, specifically in healthcare. Um, And that's when I joined uh, an MIT uh, incubated uh, startup called Peach and Telehealth. Um, There is where Luigi and I met and he was in the same, we were basically in the same capacity. I ran and led product um, and he ran and led uh, science research and artificial intelligence machine learning. Um, We basically at the time were building predictive models for Sears, which is the precursor to sepsis within ICU units. And so we had um, a great experience with large national teaching hospitals around the world and were able to suck in massive amounts of real clinical data from, you know, ICU devices, primarily Philips, real-time ICU devices, and have that data come in and drive predictions through Luigi's magic. Um, we, I would think I'll speak for both of us, but Luigi will be, have his opportunity to give his two cents on this. I think we both of us got a little tired of the, the founders and the leader, the two, two founders at the time there. We were executives on the leadership team, but it just wasn't a right fit. And these things happen. It's no slight to them. Um, but we, we kind of fell out of order with them. And back to the hacking board, I went with our head of engineering, Aquino, to try to really give what was at the time uh, under a different name, soon to be Tallywell, 
a new flavor or kill it. And so we went to the uh, drawing board literally for six to eight months. All we did was every day go to whiteboard and focus on what we did, did well, what needs improvement, and did that every day until we either failed or came up with what we now know is tally well. And once that got codified, we needed to find Geppetto. Uh, and we found our Geppetto in Luigi. He's created a beautiful little boy with a soul now called Tallywell. And that's my uh, story on how uh, Luigi and I have come to bear fruit to Tallywell. Thank you, Aaron. So he um, has uh, already told some of the story. Basically, I came to the States to study the Martini uh, physics and uh, I graduated and I went to work for for Wall Street for many years. I was good with numbers. You know, I really like to write algorithms. It's really my passion. So I did this until roughly 2008, 2009, when uh, there was a, uh, a collapse of Wall Street, the, the Wall Street crisis. And, uh, and since I was getting a little older for Wall Street, I decided to move into AI because I had a set of skills that was very compatible with AI. I, I was strong in probability and statistics. But I started learning AI and I worked for a series of startups, uh, one of which is uh, um, Peach, as uh, Aaron mentioned, where we work on machine learning models applied to healthcare prediction, to clinical prediction. And after a while, uh, I left. Um, so I was uh, looking for a next gig. I sent a message to Aaron. I remember very fondly that we worked together really well together. And so, okay, I said, okay, I'm available. And uh, a few months later, Aaron uh, called me. The, yeah, we we got a new uh, a new startup here that is focused on uh, wearable and an app to issue a score similar to based on five score. And uh, and so um, I jumped on this opportunity and I started creating models for for Tallywell. And since then, it's been a, it has been a really great, great experience for me to get these models, uh, hoping that people will uh, use the app and they, they will um, improve their lives. That's the story in a shell. Yeah, wow. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Lou. Yeah, I, I think um, just listening to you uh, share your stories and your journey, and, and as I've, uh, you know, looked at uh, the capabilities of the technology, I think, I think the, uh, I think the opportunities are, are limitless. Um, so, We've had guests talk in the past about leveraging AI for revenue cycle management to address health disparities, assist with prior authorization, and probably a dozen more use cases. Using the patient data to create a health credit score is a new one. Walk us through the initial thought process on creation of this app, how it leverages AI and machine learning, and how has the response been so far? Yeah, awesome. I'll take, I think Luigi and I work well with this. I'll take it and he'll finish it with all the real, real valuable information. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, 
I was hacking at this with another gentleman who is still with us, head of our engineer. And I think that's a testament uh, to kind of the, the belief in what we, we're trying to do is that there's a couple people that have been with us for almost a decade trying to figure this out. Um, so we've been other, under different monikers. Um, we've even been, um, you know, revenue positive and profitable. And with some of those, it, it just wasn't a great good fit. As I'd mentioned before, we were kind of on our back and uh, myself and the head of engineering at Don Aquino took ourselves to task for about six to eight months and just whiteboarded literally every day. We didn't uh, code. We didn't do anything technologically. uh, We just sat there and really put our heads together. And one of the things that we realized is that in previous iterations, even though we may have been a little bit ahead of our time, our, our, our thought process was a little abstract. So someone would go, hey, what do you guys do? You do this, you do that. And we'd explain and they go, like that? And we'd go, no, not like that. And they go, okay, like this? No, not like that. And then by the third, like this, right, you realize there's a disconnect. <laughs> this person doesn't, doesn't get what you're saying. And whether it's their fault or yours, perception is reality and it's not coming across in the proper manner. And so that's one of the things we really sat down and wanted to resolve. And so we started to think about how this was helping people. Um, Me, myself, I'm I'm a huge fan of the history of money, currency, how people utilize it, how it becomes uh, consumer driven, you know, wealth of nations on and on. I'm a little bit of a nerd that way. Luigi is a super nerd. And that's why we really kind of get together personally as well. And so if you're familiar with the tally stick, it was a form of currency in Britain way back when uh, and a way for people to keep reserves and distribute money. Right. And so we started to just really try to understand what really resonates with people. Well, there's we're in America. Everyone's pretty much a consumer. Um, We have, you know, risk scores for for finance uh, so that consumers and lenders can operate together. But there's nothing for your health. You know, and I think Luigi has a good a good quote from The Godfather too, which you'll probably use later. That explains like health is wealth. And so if if you're if you're sick and you're a billionaire, uh, I mean, look at Steve Jobs. It didn't really work out that well, right? Pancreatic cancer, kind of kind of one. And so you know, if you don't have your health, what do you really have? You have an abstraction of of consumerism, but you don't really have what's really meaningful to all living organisms, right? That ability to kind of live the best life. And so you know, what we wanted to do was. We said, hell, health is wealth, but how do we really explain that to somebody in a two-second, let alone two-minute elevator pitch? And so FICO, everybody understands in every demographic, whether you're rich, you're poor, you're middle class, everyone understands if you get a 500 credit score, you probably have some work to do. If you have a 700 credit score, good for you. You could probably do better, right? Because it goes up to 850 and on and on and on. So if everyone through all these different demographics, social classes, et cetera, can understand how to become a consumer, why can't we focus on how to become better human beings and help each other to get on that path to uh, overall health? And so that's when things started to click. Again, we were a little bit ahead of our time because wearables weren't ubiquitous. Um, so the processing, uh, GPUs, et cetera, some of the AI technologies 10 years ago weren't. Uh, prevalent for us to do this. And even more importantly, we didn't have a Luigi Vodka. So um, that's a little bit of kind of how we came to be. Uh, Hopefully that answered a little bit of your questions. And Luigi, maybe you want to take into account and answer the question on how uh, we leverage your models and bake them into the soul of what we do. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. So basically, Aaron um, um, was asking for a model that was essentially issuing a FICO score like um, or that goes from 300 to a 50. Now, I was very familiar with that type of score. I'm familiar with that type of score because it's based 
essentially on credit. You know, how people uh, pay back their loans, uh, their credit card uh, balances, uh, their history in general. And they put it into a statistical model and they make uh, a determination on the probability of repayment or, or alternatively on the probability of default. So these models are essentially uh, categorization models. Categorize the user based on their credit history. And, and so, so initially, we didn't really have uh, enough data to create such models. So we decided to create a, a, create a mixture model, basically um, taking a, a blend of all the attributes, such as BMI, um, sleeping, uh, sleep, uh, number of hours of, of sleep, um, how much people walk, taking all these components, all these attributes, and blending into one single score that would go from 300 to a 50, uh, where essentially 700, 800 are the very good scores, and 600 is a mediocre score, and 500 is a lousy score. So we scale the score to reflect what uh, you know the American public think about a credit score when they look for a mortgage uh, from a bank. And so we create this uh, blended model, and which eventually will be transformed into a fully blown machine learning model on, on, on uh, the same level of the typical FICO score as we collect more data. As we gather more data, we will be able to make projections on, on uh, how well people will do um, let's say walking longer, uh, sleeping at least seven, eight hours, and uh, keeping their BMI in check, keeping their weight in check. Basically, that's that's uh, um, really the model that we've been using so far. And and also on the predictive side, the model uh, essentially extrapolates the behavior of the user to uh, make a prediction of what their future scores will be. And based on those scores, we um, um, issue some uh, interesting recommendations how to improve the scores in the future. So there's also a predictive uh, machine behind behind the app. That's 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 really awesome, and that's that's just getting my my data nerd just uh, just into into overdrive the possibilities with that both personally and as a as a community. So thank you for that. Um, we're, we're running, we're running a little bit long. So, um, we got a couple more questions to, to work through. Um, our next one is, is AI concerns in healthcare. As I mentioned before, we have had several guests on discussing AI and its involvement in healthcare. We hear about the benefits, but let's discuss some of the concerns, particularly in relation to privacy and security issues, which seems meaningful as apps like yours utilize patient health information. Yeah, well, I think there's a little bit of a disconnect there, right? So um, in my my humble opinion, I don't look at AI compromising privacy or um, things of that nature for, for, for humans. Um, that, that's been done by humans. humans. Humans have usurped human data, right? So, so the reality is 
no human being owns our health data. That's a problem. It's not AI's problem. AI is not even really here yet. That's a whole different conversation. Um, so the, the threat of AI taking something that's already been taken by humans, i.e. your privacy and your data, is a, a little off kilter. And so if, you re if we really cared about uh, personal identifiable information, people owning their data, we would look for other solutions before that, because that's data, right? Not AI. AI needs the data, but people are the data. And so if you could envision, and I don't know that this is the answer, but I'll give my two cents, is that if you could envision, you know, empowering individuals to manage, store, and maintain their health data, as well as any other data, financial or otherwise, um, mortgages, um, titles, deeds, registration on the blockchain, which, you know, is a ledger that is immutable. Um, and then you would empower individuals to be able to control their data, let healthcare providers or other entities see their data at request, and only they would control it and only they would allow people to edit it, see it, utilize it, et cetera. Um, so if, until we resolve that problem, and that is giving people and empowering them to own and manage their own data, I don't think that AI is a threat to that. Um, and I know that wasn't necessarily your question, but that's kind of my response. Uh, no, that's... That's that's great, Aaron. I think Mike's uh, Mike's booking you in for uh, for future podcasts uh, to discuss <laughs> that uh, that same topic. But uh, yeah, thank you, Luigi. Yes, uh, I, uh, as uh, probably known, uh, EPA protects uh, uh, clinical data, right? Yeah, there are privacy laws uh, called EPA that essentially prohibit that that people steal this data or use it for nefarious reasons, et cetera, et cetera. So we de-identify our data, number one. Number two, machine learning is not a, a interested in a single user behavior. It's interested in the collective behavior of group. Number three, uh, these machine uh, learning models, they are using this data, they use for the benefit of the user. Uh, as we train these models, we'll issue better, better scores, better prediction, better advice that will benefit the user to improve their lives, to, to fight cancer, to, to, to feel good, not to have heart attacks, to prevent diabetes, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I love it. That's that's great. And 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 again, I mean, just the just the possibilities and 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 capabilities um, are are nearly endless. So thank you for that. Um, our 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 last topic is is AI moving too fast for AI regulations? And and we've talked a little bit, Aaron. You hinted on that as well. Um, Lou, you covered on it as as we talked uh, about HIPAA. But healthcare traditionally has been an industry th through one reason or another that has been slow to adopt technology. That doesn't seem the case in terms of AI. Will there come a time where the government will need to step in or work with emerging technology companies like Tallywell and determine any kind of AI regulation, or is the technology and the application of it simply moving too fast for our government? Um, Luigi is going to have a very great answer to this because of his background on Wall Street, as well as now his, uh, you know, almost decade years of dealing with healthcare data. Um, but on, on my two cents, it's, it's the situation as a business person, right? Um, let's be super honest. And, and Luigi knows me to be a very blunt person. 
I, we're not all touristic in the sense that we want to protect people's privacy and data. That's not why we show up for work every day. I'm sorry if that offends people. Why it is very important for us to protect uh, our users' privacy and the integrity is it builds integrity in our product, which builds value in our product, which builds potentially wealth for what we do. We're in business to generate revenue and profit. And if we can't have the trust of our individuals, if we are loosey-goosey with our most prized asset, you know, ultimately, uh, from a fiduciary responsibility, I, I've failed the company and and that's it, even skirting on being illegal, right? And so we take privacy extremely important because it's our fiduciary responsibility to build value in us and build value in our brand, which ultimately gives value to our consumers. Um, and we, you know, we were very family-oriented with every membership and user subscription that you have, you don't just get one account. We give you five accounts, right? And so why is that important? Because it's a family. You need, it's not just with one person out of the family unit has tally well, we're not really helping anyone, right? If, if everyone can check on each other and be each other's, you know, keeper, then we're really empowering human beings with technology to be better, be better as an individual, be better as a partner, be better as a spouse, a father, as a unit. And so um, ultimately, that's our, that's our goal. That's, yeah. that's spot on. Amazing. Thank you. And I would add a few things. Like, for instance, now when we use this data, we, we're really thinking about the user, that's number one. And um, it, it's it's really our, our focus. If only one person feels better and using the app, we felt we feel that we are doing a good job. It's pretty important to us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's I, I think uh again you 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 hit the nail on the head uh uh it on on where where responsibilities lie with with protecting this data and and what the government's role is so thank you for that um, and then to close that out one thing i think that's important too is right at the point back to the fiduciary aspect of things the government just you know that's a whole another bag of junk that we'd have to talk through but the government should not be involved in business until it harms the public. And just like we have the SEC, just like we have these other uh, bodies and regulatory bodies that protect consumers, right, from from malicious attacks that typically surround profit, right? And so when when people are out there utilizing AI unscrupulously to drive massive amounts of prof profit on the backs of others, that's where the government needs to put bodies into place, just again, like the SEC, to regulate that. And we're already seeing, you know, uh, Gary Geisler, uh doing that with an emerging technology in terms of the blockchain, right? And right. cryptocurrencies. All right. Thank you. Um, in, in closing, um, we're going to wrap it up. Um, I'd like to thank you both uh, with the final thoughts for the episode being wearables. They've always been a very exciting and advancement in personal healthcare. Where do you see wearables and emerging technologies like a AI going in the next year or two? Um, as far as concern, I think that the future of AI in healthcare is when I see that there will be chips that have sensors that people carry and they continuously monitor the health and their clinical aspect of, of, of the, their health. And they produce predictions and they produce alerts in real time. I think that would be the ultimate, the ultimate application of AI to healthcare.
something that we stole on our bodies, where it become essentially almost merged with a, with a machine. They continuously feed us a, a feedback on how well we're doing and, and, uh, and tell us what kind of habits, what kind of food we should eat, uh, things of the nature to feel much better, to live longer lives. No, no, no doubt. I definitely we're we're uh, each day passes. We're one step closer. A lot of that's already getting put in place with, you know, uh, organizations like the NFL, for example. Right. So uh, thank you for that. Um, I'd like to once again, thank Dr. Luigi Vaca and Aaron Holloway of Tallywell for being on the podcast. This has been the collective voice of health IT, a weedy podcast where the healthcare IT community connects, collaborates, and creates solutions for a better health system. Find all of our episodes as well as information on our association on our website, wedi.org. Thank you again for joining us. Happy holidays and be safe.